episode 505 of the lead cast podcast i am your host this week aiden frost rockarts and joining me is no nick cooper but we got a colton blue basket sweat hell yeah we've successfully lowered the average rank of the podcast <laughs> that is a substantial drop i guess just like like because mm-hmm. i think nick's is nick d1 yet he might be d1 he's d2 uh, i think still is he okay i know he's playing some games today with like trevor mm-hmm. um so i wasn't sure if he like ended up like getting there or not yeah he's still d2 um but anyways, I'll quickly just run us through our show and then we'll hop into it. Um, so this week on the show, we got a couple new patrons that we'll thank. We got the preseason 2022 preview, which I feel like we've done a version of it every single week for the past like four weeks. Yeah, they just keep coming uh, out with more. Yeah, it's just more. It's like a video than some ideas some like whatever. Uh, we got the new patch. Uh, we got lots of emails, lots of world's news, a new roundtable question and a billion emails again. So uh, yeah. we we'll have to get right back into it, though. Do you want to start us off with our GamerCraft ad read, though? Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, this episode is brought to you in part by GamerCraft, the competitive hub for gamers of all skill levels. They have the ultimate goal of bridging the gap between pro and amateur scene by providing premier competitive experiences otherwise not available for the everyday gamer. Uh, they run daily skill-adjusted tournaments with over $40,000 in monthly cash prizes, taking the competitive tournament experience to the next level. Uh, they've got some really cool anti-cheat technology, matchmaking AI, their tournaments prizing are all fully automated. Uh, so really all you gotta do is download the app, sign up with code LEADCAST, you'll, you'll get $2 reduced for free. They'll just say, here you go, $2. Um, but you, you play in the tournaments, you do well, you get prizes, you get that, that money. Um, so again, that's the league cast is the code for the GamerCraft app. Just download the app, put in league cast and, uh, not only will you get $2, but you will, uh, get some bonus rewards that Aiden's going to tell you about. Yeah, uh, because we're trying to get people to sign up for the app, uh, we think it's like a really good app overall. Uh, we're doing a little league cast, uh, thing where we're going to do a fucking streamathon. Uh, which is what I'm calling it, where um, for every referral we have in the GamerCraft app, so you download the app on the iOS store or through their website if you're an Android user, uh, enter in the referral code LeadCast. And for every referral we get, we're going to add six minutes. So every 10 referrals is an hour of us streaming. So if we get 100 referrals, we're going to have ten, a 10-hour 10 stream. Uh, it's probably going to be like three hours of Colton, three hours of me, three hours of Nick, uh, just in a row. Uh, one day we'll eventually find a day to do it but uh it's gonna be like a lot of fun so if we get to like t- 100 signups that's crazy we'll have like a 10 hour stream if we get like more we'll do more if we get less then we'll have like a bit of shorter stream i think it'll be a lot of fun though uh you can cause us to fucking stream for way too long uh by just simply downloading the GamerCraft mm-hmm. app and using code uh referral code leadcast uh get your free two dollars um and also uh support us uh with our cool sponsor yeah absolutely so, cool. Should we jump into the show with our two new uh, patrons? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to thank Orchid Games and Dabular, our new patrons. Yeah. And then uh, two weeks from now, we'll read all of them on the first show of the month. So thank you. For it is crazy how new... quickly shit goes by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other lead cast news, I guess. Uh, we're planning on doing our Z Talks at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. It's just been a little bit cr- a crazy month for us all um mm-hmm. also <laughs> uh, have you have you been following the the fucking youtube z talks drama no <laughs> so like so we post on our, our YouTube. youtube channel 
Yeah, uh, which means some people then search and then come across it, which is cool because, like, that's organic growth. Like, for example, the last episode was titled Vladimir Sucks. Um, So meaning if someone is a Vladimir one trick uh, and they they like Vladimir and they type in Vladimir into their big YouTube search bar and they come across a video that says Vladimir Sucks and then us telling them that their character isn't well designed, Mm -hmm. um, they may leave a fucking manifesto <laughs> on our youtube uh which i just started with like these guys are fucking bronze or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and then i just i replied really nicely it was pretty well just said oh like well we just think this i don't think either any of us really think vlad's like super op we just think that maybe he's not the best design yada 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 whatever uh and then one of our listeners responded uh on the youtube page and said um oh by the way they're plat one diamond one in master tier uh and he fucking wrote a manifesto pretty well just like immediately went into the i don't care if they're that yellow i'll have you know grandmaster and challenger players shit on master players without even trying <laughs> and it's just even on a fucking just tiring because i think he was upset that we called vladimir not well designed um so if you want to tell us uh what character you don't think that uh you don't think we have a good opinion on you can just uh rant about it in our youtube section <laughs> absolutely yeah i'm going in there right now and reading through this man it's long man it's fucking long and it's like i understand like the points he's trying to bring out he's like there's his i think his main point is that there's more problematic characters especially when it comes to healing but that's not the point that's not the point the point is that like vlad just like the healing while being untargeted and stuff is like a little bit not fun to play against that's like mm-hmm. kind of our, that was it was like we only talked about it for 10 minutes and i think you were probably the harshest out of vladimir but nick and i like I mean, it's not like you were harsh on Vlad, but, like, Nick and I were very much of the, like, oh, we think he's in a fine spot, and he could be turned into something cooler. But he took it very personally, <laughs> which I thought was very He funny. really did. Yeah, I'm going through it, man. Yeah, oh. but I don't want to bring too much attention to that. I thought it was very funny, because uh, at least shouts out our Zed Talks chat. Apparently, it's getting yeah. a similar traction. <laughs> I, I also love, I love that in your first comment, you were like, link your OP.gg, please. <laughs> I assume yeah, that was he's linked you. an account that hasn't played ranked for like three years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. That was D4. But anyways, uh, not trying to flame people. I just thought it was very funny because obviously you can easily just come across literally any content out there and then obviously not mm-hmm. take it well, I guess. But yeah, for sure. I don't know if I would ever leave a comment like that. But uh, anyways, I guess we can jump right into the show. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll go on about my week since Nick isn't here to ask you about yours. Yeah. Um, Ben still working a bunch, uh, trying to get more stuff done around the condo, doing the next kind of big round of floors. Um, so that's going to be loud and a whole lot of dust as I <laughs> kick up concrete and then re-pour in a lot of the cracks and, and such. Um, league's been going okay. Like, I, I haven't moved anywhere uh, actual rank-wise, but I feel like I've been playing really well in most of my games. Um, we've been watching a lot of your games like just spectating because we're mm-hmm. very we're very interested we think that you're probably the one of the better mechanical players out of anyone in your elo <laughs> uh it's just like it's crazy like you get a lead almost every single game sometimes that lead transitions into like a 30 bomb like a 30 kill game and mm-hmm. sometimes that tri- lead transitions into you giving that gold and redistributing the wealth like the <laughs> like the <laughs> true socialist that you are for sure for sure um yeah I, my my gameplay is super inconsistent but it just really really sucks like especially when i've been trying to play more zillion and it's like well it's 
Like, I did what I could, but I need somebody to speed up or somebody to follow up on the bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, my Tom Kench, I kind of entered that game. We just saw your dive. We saw your dive today, and it was so funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we obviously know your thought process, right? Is you went for the dive, you realized that you couldn't use shield because your shield was slowly down, which wouldn't allow you to chase. But then you got to the point where you have, like, 95% of your health is gray health, and you go, mm-hmm. well, I don't want a shield now because I'd rather just regen that up. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, at that point, I was pretty tilted in that whole game. Like, our team was yeah. being so toxic to each other. Oh, that's sad. Um, so I was just like, whatever, fuck it. I'll, I'll keep trying to kill this. And I like, you just can't, I guess, kill Malphite because he just cues you and steals all of your ghost move speed and you're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm sure I could have killed him if I actually played the character well. But I don't. The only way you could have killed him in that one fight was uh, doing the animation cancel with your ultimate to anim- mm-hmm. animation cancel your Q or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. there's just no way you can like, he's just so annoying to kill sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, no, but you yeah. played well, like overall, like your only mistake that game like specifically was you put chains on Malphite, which <laughs> in the 15 minutes that it was on him absorbed 300 damage, I think. And then you eventually switched to Lily and it did so much more. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I did that like right when I got it. And then I think I was, I kept trying to put it on Talon. But I could never actually see him for long enough, or I was yeah. in combat. It was always yeah. like I couldn't see him, or I was in combat. So I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll just put it on Lilia." And then I eventually got yeah. it on the talent. This is uh, funny. We just did it. Yeah. Um, see, so yeah, that's that's I think been pretty much most of my week. Um, I guess a, a friend just moved down to the Dallas area. Uh, old uh if you guys remember cole and his cole hard facts his older brother colin just moved down here so we've been hanging out a Hell little yeah. bit that's been fun i uh, went to the, awesome. the the good old state fair of texas saw some real big horses and some real big pigs and uh ate a bunch of fried food that was okay hell yeah uh so how about you man how's your week been my week's been pretty good. Uh, not as much elite. Well, I guess the only bad news is that I demoted for master. <laughs> wow, um, you're so bad. The only difference between D1 and high master tier players is that one of those groups knows how Vladimir's a good character. Yeah. It was, like, not bad, though. I don't mind. Like, the reality is I'm probably going to make a push near the end of the season. Like, it's just, you have to maintain it for so fucking long is the issue. So, I'm probably going to make a push sometime next week uh, so I can sustain it to the end of the season. Hopefully, I would love to end Master Tier. If not, it's not, like, the biggest deal, but I would, I'd really like to. Uh, so, I dropped it a Master, but that's all right. Uh, only other thing, um, I really didn't play much League outside of, like, the games that were I demoted. Um, the only thing I saw that, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to mention this to you and Nick, but, um, so, Earth's out, right? And people yeah. always figure out new ways to abuse stuff that Riot doesn't think of. So mm-hmm. you can play Earth from like level one or something like that, right? Uh, and you unlock Flash at level five. So if you play Earth at level one on a level one account with a bunch of level one players and you play a Nivea, at level one, you can max wall and have your base perma walled so your teammates can never leave the Nexus. <laughs> Because uh, they can't flash out if they don't have a character with a dash. Yeah, so if they don't um, if they don't have a mobility or like a teleport, they're just they're just fucked. Yeah, and then if guess what? If you don't leave the Nexus, even if you're moving around, you get Lever Buster because you oh. have you've been AFK in the Nexus. <laughs> so people have been abusing this, just getting people who are like on new accounts just fucking like banned or like <laughs> lever busted because they just can't leave the nexus because they don't have flash and they didn't pick a character that can jump over an Nivea. oh my god that's so funny yeah. like it's it's toxic as fuck but like 
That's the shit where, like, I can understand where Riot comes from. Every single time they try and implement anything where they're like, people are going to abuse it and we want to prevent that. Like, I think this is a good example of it. Yeah. Now, I don't think that that's a reason to not do a lot of those things. But, dear God, if that's not the lead community in a fucking nutshell, it's like, wait a minute. I can make my entire team lever buster. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking funny. I can that force like them. That. It's just, like possible to do in the game mm-hmm. um but that's that's just one thing i saw that was pretty funny and the only other thing i saw which i think we'll talk about it next week a little bit more is um the new tft set is coming out mm-hmm. um and i saw tom kench in it and he is so fucking cool have you seen tom kench in the new set or no i haven't seen what he does in the new set i mean i would imagine if you're saying he's really cool then he's probably not just a one cost tank this time around he's a five cost unit with his own special like five cost trait called mm-hmm. glutton um where you put him on the board right and at the beginning of each round you have to feed him a a character so like on your like bench you feed him a one to five cost character and he gains Uh stats based on the cost of them uh and he like just gets stronger every single round by feeding him shit so So is that like a permanent buff yeah okay so you're, you're basically feeding him gold (laughs) yeah and he becomes really strong and then his effect is uh that he like eats an enemy character and if he he does damage to them over a certain amount of time but mm-hmm. if he kills them when they're in his stomach he like spits out an item oh like instead of like their bones or whatever he uh-huh. spits out like an item or so, whatever oh it's so fucking so cool. wait, i love the idea of uh, just feeding him gold though every round like, yeah so my question there is like if you fed him like a two star one cost is it going to count as three or is it going to be more than three because it's like a, a set <laughs> yeah i wonder yeah i, I bet <laughs> like, it's probably just based on the amount of gold or whatever but yeah i would i would hope at the very least that you get like it would count as three gold but yeah damn that because like one that could be really really hilarious if you're like stupid ahead in a late game and you can start mm-hmm. dumping like 10 or 12 gold into him around with like a two star four cost yeah Oh man! Okay, yeah, that does yeah fun. I just thought it, I'm just like that mechanic's so I- interesting and it fits his character mm-hmm. so fucking well, and I'm so amped because I'm only gonna run Tom Kench comps even if they're bad. <laughs> yeah, I right. So the fact that he spits on item tells me probably he's going to be bad. Yeah, because he, he can't be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he can't be like the the only version of that that was really ever competitive was Gangplank and Space Pirates, and it yep. wasn't Space Pirates. It was literally like. You, you run space pirates as long as you can, but until you're about to lose, and then you put in your good units. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, was also because Gangplank... Was that the same set with Dan- Gangplank get the demo spot, and then it made his alt also stun, or was that a different... Am I getting well, Gangplank, uh, Gangplank was already a demolitionist. Okay, um, yeah. That, that, that was... Someone else. Yes, that was, that was in the set. So, I mean, like, you, you would run it with another demolitionist, obviously, yeah. but, like... That was also when it was just like you would you would just go like double death cap in a GA or like death cap spell yeah. crit GA and like frontline him and he would just one hit the fucking entire board. It was so dumb. And give you like four or five items. Every yeah, time. I mean it was it was funny, but um, yeah, yeah. So I I'll have to look into that. I might try to to yeah, play. Maybe more he'll give us a rundown next week set. on some cool shit. That's the only thing I saw from it, so I thought it was cool, though. Yeah. Apparently, like, uh, obviously, TFT YouTubers and streamers want TFT to be good and will tell you that it's good, but mm-hmm. uh, I've only heard good things from, like, the little bit I've seen, so. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Uh, I guess we'll jump into the show, though. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, so we want to talk about let's preseason 2020? Yeah, let's talk about preseason 2022. 
Or, oh yeah, 2022. I said 2020. I always say 2020 every single time. Yeah, we're years behind. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, to start off, uh, we've got this blog post that came out. I don't see what day it actually got posted. Yesterday, uh, so it would have been the 19th of October. Uh, so they talk again about the new dragons that are coming next year that we talked about last show. We've mm-hmm. got the Chemtech dragon, um, the Hextech dragon or drake i should say Mm -hmm. are the two new ones as well as keeping all of the other ones um so i don't want to dive too far into that since we talked about in depth last week the only thing to add is that we now know how their effects will work so like the camouflage zone from the uh chemtech drake drake will be around the red buff areas we saw and also around the wolf camp area on the map Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of kind of what we expected um and the hextech drake uh like uh teleporters are going to be channel teleporters so you have to like channel on them for like a second or two uh, mm-hmm. then say the channel time and there's two on the map on each side and they're kind of spooky golden one of them is from uh the back of dragon pit and the or the back of baron pit to blue buff which is a pretty big distance so like along the same top half of the jungle you're saying so like you know where dragon is right yeah that to the enemy blue buff okay yeah so if i was so coming like, up behind dragon it would bring me into that blue that blue buff in that same direction yes in the exact same direction yeah okay and then the same on like the baron to like blue baron to other blue buff. Uh, yeah and then the other one is from base gates uh so like there's the base gates uh like mm-hmm. you know there's like a little pillar in the middle of like your uh base like it's kind of yeah, like a yeah. weird rock thing it's that to like wolf camp or that to uh like wraith camp there's one on each side oh yeah so it's kind of interesting yeah uh, i i don't know if like it's gonna be good i'm i think oh no, there apparently this is i haven't seen this anywhere i only read it in a reddit comment apparently there will be a sound cue when people uh-huh. use these so like because okay. people are like oh they're just dumbing down flanking right if you can flank on a dragon flight fight through the back of dragon to like behind them then that's op but it will have like a sound uh that you can yeah and to. and i mean just as much as like you would do that with a regular teleport like if they're not dumb they can play around the indicator mm-hmm. okay yeah that doesn't sound like crazy busted i i'm interested in the channel time and like the travel time because i imagine the travel is almost instant and the channel's probably not more than a second and a half maybe two um yeah they can be canceled by like uh stuns and cc and stuff like that it needs to be cc though not just damage it says uh stun oh it says stuns or damage okay okay yeah because i was gonna say i I think that that's gonna be one of the big things is like it, it should be anything because you shouldn't be able to use them, I think, like, to leave in the middle of a fight. They should only get you in. Yeah. I'm just going to pull it up, like, the, the map just for, like, stream uh, as well. But, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think I think they're not too, too OP, especially as long as, like, you can't literally use them to, like, flank and shit fuck the enemy team every single time, uh-huh. right? Like, if you have your, like, cannon just able, like, there's so many dragon fights where, like, one team's on one side of the pit and the other team's on yeah. the other side. If you can just full teleport your team behind them, then that's gross, uh, especially uh-huh. if they don't know. But it sounds like it will be hopefully yeah. fine, especially, like, if the enemy team has, like, behind the pit warded, they can, like, just damage them to stop them from teleporting and shit, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, I, so I think the, the big thing that we'll probably see it used for is to get like behind 
river wards to dive mm-hmm. but like with the sound you'll know but i think in some cases it'll just be like too late at that point yeah um but it's also right like that's not going to happen until the third dragon is spawned yeah. but i i could definitely see that being like a a set piece play so to say in like lcs next year when this dragon's available that being said like if you don't know that it's coming then you really can't plan a comp around it but like if you do happen to know right like if you run alistar elise you can you can just run that dive over and over and over and when they hear that sound it, like it's already too late you're behind them because yeah. if you were going like from dragon into their blue buff like you're behind their tower you just walk up and kill them yeah for sure um the only other thing to make uh to note make note of on drakes it's not listed anywhere here by the way is they're changing how uh cloud drake uh works um so the stacking um what's it called the stacking effect is no longer the 10 percent ability haste or whatever it's now going to be 3.5 percent out of combat movement speed and 3.5 slow resist um okay so and then the huh. uh like actual soul is going to be the same which i think is like a little better i think ability haste was pretty fucking bad it was like the only one that like didn't yeah. feel that good to like get i think randomly mm-hmm. and i think really like wind should still be movement speed and then you could make a, a an ability haste dragon and if you want you could make mm-hmm. it like stronger or work differently um, yeah but yeah okay so that's the new drakes um as well like we talked about a little bit they are adding objective bounties uh, to some, you know, bigger objectives, Baron, Elder, regular dragons, specific turrets. If you are very, very behind, it seems like is kind of what they're saying. These have a potential to spawn. You get a little indicator. Um, and then you've got a, a period of time to take that objective. And if you do, you get some bonus gold for it. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be massive. I just, like don't want it to be a play till late get out of jail free card yeah the biggest thing but i i don't think it's going to be big enough for that to happen i mean i mean like they they talk about you look at the gold mounts right so like the baron or elder dragon uh which uh or dragon rift herald um objective bounties is the biggest gold indicate biggest one right and it's 500 gold split among five members with the uh, potential of increasing by 60 percent um, so if it increases by 300 gold max, so at most, if you're really, really, really far behind, you can get an 800 gold objective slip, slip between all five of your members. So it's still like not that crazy, right? Like it's. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's the bonus on top of its base value. Yeah. So, right. Like then that, that could potentially become like just an off the bat 2,400 gold Baron, but even that it's just not like insane by any means though yeah. it's not like it's like game changing I, I i thought like i mean like 500 gold like as the base value um mm-hmm. being split among five members isn't crazy by any means yeah like, right like i think it, it is a lot easier to talk about it like in the per player aspect right where it's like mm-hmm. okay cool you're very far behind and you manage to eke out that dragon you you get a bonus hundred for each player which like yeah. is nice but it's it's nothing like you know when you get one good fight and like shut down their 10080 carry and you get your nice thousand cash in and you're yeah. like great now my infinity edge is complete or now i can afford death cap 
Like, yeah, the biggest potential is Baron, which gives 300 gold to everyone already, right? Because Elder doesn't... Does Elder give gold? I actually do not know off the top of my head. It does, uh, but not a, not as much as Baron. Yeah, because Baron's 300 a person. Um, mm-hmm. So at most, if like the Baron bounty is fully charged at 800 gold, uh, each player is going to be getting 460 gold, which is a lot. But the uh, objective bounty has to be fully charged and the enemy team has to steal it, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you need to be super behind yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. And so even though you now just got 4,000 gold, like, or not even 4,000, even though you just got, like, uh, 2,500 gold for your team, basically, it's like you were probably down 7k gold (laughs) Yeah, when that happened. Um, So yeah, that's objective bounties. I'm sure we'll see a lot more conversation and tuning of that as we get into the season. Um, We got some Ready to be sad about items. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, there's some new items they're talking about. Um, we had gotten a little indication about these about a month ago, I think, and now yeah. we have some numbers. Uh, so we'll start with the first one. Uh, Crown of the Shattered Queen, 70 ability power, 250 health, 600 mana, and 20 ability haste. This is a mythic item. Uh, typically, I think its intent is for mages. Um, so the effects are... You are safeguarded, um, reducing incoming damage by 50%. It, it, in the effect, sorry, it doesn't really even say it, but when you get hit, yeah, okay, after after taking champion damage, you're safeguarded, yeah. reducing incoming damage by 50%, persists for one and a half seconds after taking the initial damage. While safeguarded, gain 10 to 40 ability power based on your level. Uh, you will regain this effect if you haven't taken damage for at least 40 seconds. Uh, and then the mythic passive is for each um, additional legendary item, you get 1% move speed and 50 health. Yeah, um, so I think this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to work out the gold efficiency of the base stats because right now to me, without working out the gold efficiency, this is designed as a like item for like poke mages because you're supposed to keep your safeguarded effect and have extra ap right but i don't see any world in which why a character like a diana or like something like a you know like engage kind of like uh bruisery mm-hmm. mages would not want to build this it gives a it gives health it gives a shitload of ap it gives ability haste and when you go in you're you reduce 50 percent of damage for 1.5 seconds after first getting hit um all mm-hmm. those things sound like very very strong parts um and i once again i have to work out the base stats to figure out how efficient they are but like you would have to assume and i don't think this is the case that it's super not gold efficient but the safeguarded ap should make it gold efficient that's the way i would make this work right like it would it, uh-huh. in my perfect world i think safeguarded uh ap would be like scan 10 scaling to like 100 ap meaning fuck, I really need to not break my safeguard and maintain this so that I have my item actually doing damage. Um, but the fact that it only gives up to 40 AP scares me a little bit. That scares me because I'm like, yeah. fuck, why do people care about maintaining safeguard for, like, the AP? They'd rather just, like, yeah. use the incoming damage reduction. I mean, so, yeah, I, right, and I think that that's the thing is, is it's about the damage reduction. Um and, and maintaining it is going to be really, really hard to not get hit for 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. I think, like, outside of lane. And lane, great. Like, once you get it, every other wave, you can have it. But it's... 
it's really weird to me because like 50% obviously is massive. Um, and it's gonna like give you that option to not get popped by an assassin is like the, the goal that they're going for with it. Um, so like this and hourglass is going to be really hard to, to justify, I guess, like why that that's okay to have in the game because i i think what you're right though what we're gonna see is we're gonna see this built on assassins who dive in and say great my counterplay of popping me when i dive into five people is now reduced by 50 percent once that's done i'll pop my hourglass and i'll be you know good for another one and a half seconds and then hopefully my team shows up like yeah it's it's I just doing as I should say, just quickly doing like quick math calculations on gold efficiency. The item is three thousand ish gold worth of stats on its base amount without ability haste, because ability haste you can't calculate because ability haste is different on depending on how much ability haste you have and your abilities and yada yada yada. But the mm-hmm. mana health and ability power is worth about three thousand gold. Mythics are typically priced in around three thousand gold, so it's probably going to be close to 100% gold efficient. And mm-hmm. then the ten to forty AP gives it up to eight hundred more. Uh, gold worth of efficiency which i don't know man i would love to see this item be more like a 90 percent gold efficient item but then give like way more ability power yeah i i could also i think i don't know if i like that it's just a default state as opposed to an active like yeah i i get it um but it feels like it should be an item that it's like, you know, it it's, you know, while let's say the, the cooldown of the active is, is available, you get your bonus AP and then like you activate it and great, like you get reduced damage for whatever time period, whatever percentage. And then like until it's back up, you don't, you don't get that AP. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they didn't do that because that 40 seconds isn't going to be reduced by item haste. I don't know. Yeah. I would think it still is, because I believe item haste affects stuff like GA. It, it does, yeah. Yeah. It's so just I, one of those things. It feels like they're trying to do two different items in one, almost. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like you could have made this poke mage item where you completely remove the damage reduction aspect of it and just go all in on the, like, if I'm not being touched, then I'm outputting so much more damage. So, like, the enemy, yeah. like, their game plan is, fuck, we need to hit this Zareth, because he's just fucking blasting us from far like as soon as we hit him though his Mm -hmm. damage gets reduced by x you know what i mean yeah and like i again i i see what they're going for and i do think it Mm -hmm. is um uh, it's something really nice to be able to have in a mythic because like obviously Mm -hmm. you you still have hourglass um but right like the the shield bow nonsense that you see out of like yone's yasuo samira's like right this is trying to be some level of parody with that and i i can see that where it's like yeah, okay yeah cool you get ridiculous stats always and then if somebody hits you, you just reduce damage by half like i feel like that's a pretty even level to the the obscenity oh, yeah. that is shield bow but i feel like i would again rather just see this than be fully similar where it's like cool if you were to be dropped below 40 percent like maybe you get spell vamp for a short time or like bonus ap or like you mm-hmm. can be reduced incoming damage to help you survive um and like that's something that i would do because i like to play control mages so that's the kind of item i would go for 
but it's yeah i just it's i think it's going to be used by the diana to run in 1v5 uh or like we'll, like we'll see like, I, I don't think this actually will be abused too much on this character but like evelyn like evelyn's a character that i don't think they even thought about evelyn wanting to ever use this item but why wouldn't evan Evelyn use this item she's mm. gonna have the safeguarded effect up she goes in has a 1.5 second window where she has reduced damage to just put out all of her shit and then alt out like mm -hmm. yeah it, right like the bonus movement speed is amazing for her yeah like she's gonna have a good amount of ap and like obviously she won't do as much damage as if she had gone you know proto belt or harvester but i think that's really their biggest i think hope with this is i guess how i want to say that where it's like those characters won't abuse it because they'll do so much more damage with the other ones yeah and i don't know if that's really the case because i feel like historically in league we've seen that any of those characters can do just fine with the like tankier lower damage option right it's why like gore drinker talon is so good and, and like any of the gore drinker characters are really, like gore drinker trindamir it's like traditionally these are characters who build pure damage run in get their kill and maybe get out but probably not you know unless you're trindamir but yeah. right like there's there's no reason why a diana or even, like, I, I could see this, like, on, on the Cassadin build, right? Like, you just go this into Frozen Heart on Cassadin. It's like, what does anyone do? What does anyone ever do about that? <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing about Cassadin is that he probably has, like, a little bit longer fights. But, like, I don't know. It's it's so, it's so yeah, I just feel like it's not fully realized, I guess. But mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I don't want to talk about it forever. Uh, so the next one we've yeah, got cool. is Even Shroud. Or Evan Shroud. I'm not sure which one they're going for. I like Even Shroud. <laughs> Even Shroud. Uh, so this is another mythic. Gives 200 health, 20 ability haste, 30 armor, 30 magic resist, and the Repentance passive. Uh, repentance after immobilizing champions or being immobilized caused that target and all nearby enemies to repent, increasing the damage they take for 12% for 5 seconds. Uh, the mythic passive is giving all other legendary items five armor and five magic resist. This is spooky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the replacing abyssal mask kind of item that they were talking about, but this is a mythic. Um, and this is the I want to go in on support as an engaged support a la Leona, Alistair, Nautilus. Um, and now they just take 12% increased damage for five seconds. Um, it yeah. doesn't mention an internal cooldown, though I'm sure there has to be one. Um, yeah, so the only really thing I'm going so. off right, right away is, like, quick. Like, I'm, I'm going to do quick little, like, um... Gold efficiency, yeah. Efficiency. Yeah, because, like, once again, they don't give us gold uh, prices, which is weird. I guess maybe they're still working those out. But mm -hmm. um, tank items are always very gold inefficient. This item seems grossly inefficient based on stats unless they're going to make it the cheapest mythic ever uh 200 health is about like 500 gold worth of health uh and then armor magicists are about 600 each and then ability power is or sorry ability haste is like uncalculatable but like just based on the health armor yeah well i mean so you can't directly calculate it but i would say yeah. like 20 ability haste like you could i think you could pretty safely say that like 300 gold for 10 ability haste is like not I guess, a, the, so there is a rough calculation of 26 per point, I guess, but, like, it's one of those yeah. things that it is a, a little weird. It, 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 it there is a lot, yeah. And so, I mean, this is going to be cheap. 
I feel like it'll be around like the 2500, 2700 mark that we see with like Locket. Yeah. Because um, it has about 2000 gold worth of stats if you look at okay. the ability haste on top. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just like 12% damage increase is just, I feel like it's so much. Mm hmm. It's also not like an even nice like 10%, which just. Numbers like they that played around with it a bit. Irritate me. Well, no, it just it just at, irritates at one point me. it was ten though. <laughs> yeah, at one point it was ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this seems very strong just from like the effect. Uh, mm -hmm. Who knows how it actually works in game? Uh, I guess the main thing to consider is if you're a tank right now, do you give up having wave clear with sunfire, frostfire, or turbo uh, chem tank? Right. Yeah. Because you're. I guess like the main thing they're trying to fill right here is that yeah, your options right now for tank mythic is wave clear slightly less wave clear on auto attack and then wave like way less wave clear but engage uh mm -hmm. and this is kind of like they remove like obviously there's no emulate on this one yeah but like this this isn't this isn't for like solo lane tanks this is for supports yeah for sure i completely agree i just right, think so you like, can easily run it on a top laner like, uh, yeah you, you definitely could but right like i think the point of this is to say like if i want to play leona my options are either to go one of the you know yeah, tank ones cinder are, items yeah. which are all pretty shit you know i could i guess chem tank could probably be her best one but it's not good right so mm -hmm. like you, your option is locket or shirelias yeah. um and if you build shirelias you're not as tanky as you need to be um and so like this lets you go in and, and be you know still tanky and just get in there and do a billion damage uh or really make your teammates do a billion damage yeah um, Frostfire, there's really not too much too much to talk about about it. They only changed it. Uh, I think it, the only thing that's changed is the um, way that it scales. It's twelve plus one percent bonus magic damage now, where it was, before it was bonus health or something like that. Um, but now it's based on magic damage, which is kind of interesting. Uh, well, so I think that that one percent is still one percent of your health, and oh, it's just okay. saying that the damage it's dealing is magic damage. Because 1% yeah, so of bonus magic, what is what, what is that? Oh, that's fair, yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I assumed it was 1% of your bonus like, AP, but I think you're right, actually. Yeah, no, I think it's still 1% of probably, like, max health or total health or current, you know, whatever the current... Oh, it doesn't scale anymore, because it used to be 12 to 30 plus 1%. Oh, uh, okay. That's probably yeah, it. Yeah, it just feels like they, they put this in here, and they don't... I don't see what changed. Like, mm -hmm. literally everything else is the same, except for that 12 is no longer 12 to 30 scaling i guess it just mm -hmm. feels like a weird thing to change when it's just that i guess but maybe i'm missing something all the stats yeah, are the same yeah that's it doesn't seem like a big enough change to put in here but anyway uh turbo chem tank 350 health 25 armor 25 magic resist 20 ability haste the active supercharged give bonus movement speed towards enemies or enemy turrets for four seconds once you're near that enemy or after four seconds, a shockwave is emitted that slows them by 50% for one and a half seconds. Um, they've added something on it called refuel. Moving and dealing damage fills up the chem tank. At 100 stacks, your next basic attack deals magic damage to all nearby enemies, uh, increased against minions and monsters. It's really increased against monsters, and the mythic passive is all legendary items are going to give you bonus ability, haste, and health. So it seems like they gave it almost like the dead man's, right? Like it's running around and yeah. doing damage. Is gonna you're gonna stack stuff up. Your next one just deals bonus damage. 
I wonder wish. if they removed Dead Man's because Dead Man's was actually just underused after they like n- nuked it last y- time. Yeah, and I think that this would be like a good way to do it. I suppose. I just mm. feel like it, it still seems like it seems really weird the idea that like I'm filling up and charging my chem tank, and instead of getting my pass my active back, I just hit him for bonus damage. Um, yeah, I feel like it should like. It should mimic the actual thing where, like, I, I feel like it should be the dead man's passive where you, like, it run up, it deals bonus damage to the one target, not everyone, and mm-hmm. slows them. And then you could make it where it's, like, you know, if you're at 50 stacks, it's, you know, minimal effective. And then, like, mm-hmm. if you proc a 100 stack auto, it maybe gives you back, like, five seconds of your, your cooldown. Yeah, it's very strange. It feels like they have too many, like, things going on here but it's good yeah um, um so we got yeah. winter's approach next yeah uh go ahead sorry yeah i was <laughs> rachel just came in um winter's approach 400 health 500 mana and 15 ability haste the passive all gain bonus health equal to eight percent mana uh, mana charge strike a target with an ability or attack to consume a charge and green three bonus mana doubled if that target is a champion grants a maximum of 360 mana at which point this item tur- turns into Fimble Winter. what a name uh so this is 400 health 860 mana 15 haste you still have the all passive of gaining bonus health equal to your mana and the everlasting is the new passive immobilizing or slowing and slowing effect is only for melee characters so ranged you have to immobilize to get the everlasting effect Mm -hmm. uh consumes three percent of your current mana and grants a shield for three seconds absorbing damage the shield is increased by 80 percent if more than one enemy is nearby um so this is another tier item it looks like um right so we've got our ad tier item of Mermana, we've got Seraph's Embrace is the AP. And this one, I think the intent is to say, like, this is the tank one. Yeah. Um, that, like, right, like, that you would expect to see on Singed, I think, is, like, the proverbial example. Um, this is also the one that I think a lot of people are like, well, Rise is just going to get it and be the dumb tank Rise. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Tank Cassadin is going to get it, right? Because, like, if Tank Cassidy got this item, right, he only has to slow somebody because he's melee to get a yeah. big old shield. Uh, he can jump into a bunch of people. It gets a lot of, I mean, you're going to get a, a decent amount of health. The good thing is it has no AP. Um, and you'd have to either be rise or double up on tier items to convert all of that mana into something else yeah so i think that they actually did a pretty good job of keeping this item on tanks who just need more mana yeah i agree i i've like already seen like a billion and a half cheesy tom kench builds that try to include this i'm very much of the mindset of I don't think stuff's gonna be as good as you guys think people love theory crafting stuff um and i think there's worlds in which it's great But sometimes you just stick to, like, the good old shit and it works, you know what I mean? The um, majority of the time, it's just going to be better to stick to the, the good old shit. Yeah, um, there's just, like, these crazy builds where it's like, oh, I found a new build that incorporates 
seven of the new items into it. And I'm like, yeah, but uh-huh. why not just build Anathema's chains and then you want to know you want to know it's better is Frostfire into chains. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Yeah, so I cool. yeah, so I mean, I think like I think Singed is gonna be nutty with this, and it, right, like it it looks like an item almost like built for Singed. Um, I'm wondering, like. I, yeah, I feel like especially that plus like he probably just goes chem tank and yeah. is really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see this and I, I've, I've mentioned it a few times that I do think that there's a bit of a gap in mana items right now. Um, like they, they took a lot of them out, especially with taking you know mana off of Sheen. Yeah. And it's, it's not that I think a lot of characters have mana issues, because I don't think most of them do. And half of the characters that Raya releases these days have either no resource or a, a, a basically infinite resource. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a different rant. But um, yeah, anyway, we want to go on to the next one, the Axiom Arc. Yeah, this is a little bit interesting. Uh, this is the assassin item that we heard a little bit about. It's 55 mm-hmm. AD, 10 lethality, 25 ability haste, and its passive is refresh. Whenever a champion dies within three seconds of having damaged them, refund 25% of your ultimate cooldown. Total cooldown. Um, so, once again, it's a legendary item, so it probably won't be like 3,000 gold. It'll be like more like 2,500 gold. Uh, it's pretty decent stat wise obviously validity is like a stat that's like a little bit like weak uh-huh. uh, overall but 5580 isn't something to like be too uh like to scoff at um and refresh as a passive is kind of gross on a lot of characters like yeah I, and 25 like, haste on its own yeah. like with 25 haste on its own and then like if you successfully pull it off you know your your hundred second cooldown ultimate. Let's say mm-hmm. that was already down, and I, I know it's not actually his calculation yeah. anymore. But like, let's say it was down to eighty seconds with your twenty five ability haste, yeah. and you get a quarter of that back. So now it's down to sixty seconds. So it's like, right, you got one item, and your combo plus that item took forty seconds off your hundred second cooldown ultimate. That's, yeah, it, it has the potential a- to be a lot. Yeah, this is an item where I think if it's like priced in around like twenty five hundred gold, uh, I think it's really strong, especially on certain characters. Mm-hmm. I don't think you build it on every single character, right? Like no. I think you're you're missing out on a lot of shit. Like if you go, oh, I really need this on my Zed, so I'll build it first item. I think you're probably missing out on like building like the stats of Yomus and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that and I, I like that you brought up Yomus because I think that mm-hmm. this hopefully will be a nice mirror to that i I suppose um in in that i think right now yomus is kind of the option and a lot of assassins are taking it first even before their mythic where it just it gives such good stats and it gets you in because you you get to run fast um and there are other characters who get to get into the fight because of their ultimate right like yeah rengar is one that i normally go first item yomus if i'm playing rengar now with this, I might go Yomus into Axiom and probably abuse them both. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I think this actually seems pretty fine. 
Um, yeah, no, there's def- there's also some fringe characters that I think are like really really good at using mm-hmm. it. Like a, like a Lee Sin, I think uses this item very well. Uh, Lee Sin's a character where I think his ultimate is. I mean, obviously, like it is the part of his kit that's really gross. Um, mm-hmm. But he has a lot of damage in his kit, and being able to have up your your important spell, yeah, like twenty however percent more often with like getting uh, a kill every single time with your combo is kind of insane, actually. Like, yeah, Rengar obviously is the best example. I I, th- I really do think you nailed it with Rengar. Is like, I, Rengar so okay. ult, he kills someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So Rengar ult, he kills someone, and then like if he escapes, great. Like he he gets to do it again a lot sooner with this setup. Yep. I one thing that I think is really, really, really important to note on this is it's twenty five percent of your ultimate abilities total cooldown, not yeah. remaining cooldown, yeah. total cooldown. So if you get a double kill, that's half. If you get a triple mm-hmm. kill, it's three quarters. Um, and so depending on the team fight, you very well could get you know a double alt from any melee character like let's say a zed goes in to start the fight pops one person gets two assists he's gonna alt again that fight um the other thing that i think that i'm more worried about honestly than that is bruisers abusing it which i which i'm always worried about because that's just been the nature of the game for 10 years is that bruisers take everything that's supposed to be fun and and are insane with it Mm -hmm. like imagine this on wukong he goes yeah. in, he, he gets a, like a three-man knock-up, like somebody dies, he, he uses his ult a second time, and another person dies, and then his ult is going to be back up in ten seconds, he's going to clone, dash around, and then ulti again. Like, it's the only, like, wasted stat is that ten lethality, but like, Roosters can still use that just fine, it's not going to be really efficient on them, but like, to me, I think Wukong off the top of my head would be just so fucked with this yeah no i completely Um, agree i think it's crazy yeah and i i think like there there's going to be a couple other like weird instances like i could certainly see a build pop up where like ezreal goes this item or lucian goes this item Mm -hmm. and it's like you call somebody get one more kill and you just start calling again yeah um i i don't think that those are going to be super problematic um, Hear me out on the crazy build. So I was trying to think, like, it's 25% total, which uh-huh. doesn't mean it's necessarily bad on characters that have low low cooldown ultimates, because, like, yeah. the reality, characters with low cooldown ultimates, usually their ultimates, like, are less important to their kit, but, like, kind of accented or whatever. Hear me out. The craziest build, Gnar with this item. Because Gnar is already so fringe close to being able to ult twice that uh-huh. if you can ult twice as Gnar... Like, I, I don't think it's actually good. I just think it's, like, one of those things that, like... Yeah. Honestly, like, being able to ult twice on Nara is kind of crazy. Like... Yeah, and, like, so, so you can if you have, like, enough, like, Cloud Souls or a stupid amount of yeah. ability haze. Um, and with this, like, you, you definitely could hit that more consistently. I mean, obviously yeah, the bigger not ones, ton. obviously, are Assassins, and then, like, the Bruisers. Like, I think Gangplank's a great example of someone who can mm-hmm. abuse this. Set's a great example of someone who can use this really Yeah, well. I was just... I was I was scrolling through, and I saw Set, and I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fucked. Fiora Trindamir. is another one. Trin- oh, God, Trindamir. Trindamir probably uses it really well. So I'm wondering if... Because I don't think his ultimate goes on cooldown until mm. after it ends, though. 
Yeah, I guess that is fair. Yeah, if that's the case, then he probably doesn't use it too. Yeah, well. it's, it's not as crazy if that's the case. Um, but yeah, no, right? Like, there's there's a world, and obviously, like, with any reset mechanic, it could be there. And, like, in order to get the, the full reset, right, you need to either have an obscenely low cooldown or get, a, you know, four kills. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, great, you get one more. That doesn't change a whole lot. Um but I, I just love the idea in my head of like a, a Lucian just like mowing down two people with a culling, like E forward, get the third kill, and just starts culling again. Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be such a funny highlight play. This um, item's gonna be used. I don't know if it's actually gonna be the most efficient way to build characters. It very much yeah. feels like it could be a collector type thing where I think it's, it's gonna really be really fun to use. It feels really good to use. Um, but yeah, building this on Kiana is great and all because you can use alts more often, you like one hit people and stuff, but there's probably going to be more efficient builds is probably the reality. Yeah, say. and I I think realistically the, the most efficient users of it are going to be the people who have not the low cooldown, use it twice a fight, you know, right? It's mm-hmm. not going to be let me Talon ult twice a fight or like let me Rengar ult and then do it again 25 seconds later. Like I, I really do think it's going to be more of the Wukong where it just turns your window of like i can engage a fight every 65 seconds to if the fight is successful at all i can do it again in 35 seconds now yeah um right and like rengar can do the same thing where it's like great now because we got one pick now we take their blue buff my ultimate's going to be back up any second now we can do another little thing mm-hmm. I-, I think that's what we're going to see it right it's like th- the one kill and then you get 20 seconds back um yeah but I, I, I think it, it looks interesting. It's cool, like, I, I can't wait to see it, like, be stupid on certain characters. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Shadow Flame is our next one. This is an AP item. Uh, this is kind of the mirror to the Serpent's Fang. Uh, so it's 80 ability power, 250 health. Damage to champions benefits from 10 to 20 magic penetration based on the tar- target's current health um, with max value at 1,000 or less health, and a minimum value at 2,500 or more health. So it, you deal more damage against low health targets is the easier way to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, it's giving you magic pen against low health targets. Um, yeah. And it's low total health though, so that's... Yeah, it is a weird way that they've done... I, I've never... I don't think it's yeah. any other thing in the game that's based on, like, they literally hard-coded as, hey, if they're below 1,000 HP, uh, it will give mm-hmm. you max stats yeah so right like one thing to note i guess on that would be that you know it's almost always going to be full effectiveness against like an enchantress or an ad carry yeah or pretty high up there um and then not so much against giga tanks um but you also gain maximum penetration if the target was recently affected by shields um so it's not as hard as serpent's fang of like deal triple damage to shields so um is there worlds in which getting shielded as a full tank is not is like like uh what's the opposite of beneficial detrimental uh yeah in theory right there is a cutoff like like especially if it's a small mm -hmm. shield like what's what's a like baby like there's there's definitely like if I Tom when I shield when myself, I zillion EU and you get the area yeah. shield, yeah. In theory, that makes you take twenty percent magic pen when you normally would have taken ten. Well, I think it's flat. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. So it would have been like uh, you would have had 
the damage done to you would have been 20 magic pen because you got shielded rather than 10 because you had more than 2500 health mm-hmm. yeah, yeah right so like me shielding you made you take more damage is it, there's there's a world in which that can happen <laughs> Um, I, I don't think it will often. I, I think, honestly, no. my example is probably going to be, like, the only one I'll ever see as a player. Yeah. Because the vast majority of shields in this game are not super small. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I, I suppose, like, the, the airy shield with a heal character that's not a shield character. But, like, the, the shield that you get when I, when I zoom you with Zillion E is, right, it's like 10. Airy is a very yeah. small shield. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's odd. That is funny though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird that, it, that like they've done that and that it just also doesn't like deal bonus damage against shields, which like I, I get why. And as an Oriana player, that'd be, I would be pissed if that was the case. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's weird. Um, Cosmic Drive looks like a couple of changes to that one if you want to read through those. Yeah, the only real changes to it uh, is that after dealing, uh, sorry, Cosmic Drive originally was... Wait, just once you have drive? enough, Cosmic Drive is just once you have enough AP, you always have bonus haste and bonus move speed. They've changed it okay. now to yeah. more in line with Phase Rush that... After yeah. damaging a champion with three separate attacks or spells, gain 30% movement speed, decaying down to 15%, and 40 ability power until leaving combat. So I think the, this is fine. This yeah, is I think I think this is fine. Honestly, um, I think it it pushes it. I don't, I don't know if it really takes it away. Because, like, I think a lot more control mages were going Cosmic Drive. Like, it was, it's LeBlanc's second item in most builds. Yeah. Just because it gives so much haste and move speed. Yeah. Um, like, the main thing is it removes movement speed from the game. Like, out of the combat game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so after your second item on LeBlanc, you now just have, like, normally in League of Legends, you have 20 bonus movement speed. Which is mm-hmm. a lot in, like, League. Like, that's why we see tons of characters build Yomu second. Because movement yeah. speed's a fucking good stat. So it's, a, yeah, it's a crazy so that, stat that movement speed is only going to actually like contribute to uh like team fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to be roaming around the map yeah. faster on second item purchase. So you, yeah, so you get 5% flat yeah. with the item which you already I think I don't know, you didn't get any flat with the current iteration. Um so you still do get a little bit of it like always when out of combat. The having to do the three rotations to get the movement speed and the ability power, so both of those trigger after three abilities i do think mm-hmm. that that is going to shift the way the item is used um right because like on the blanc because uh, i think she is the most in the meta cosmic drive user yeah right she w's in one ability eq that's three it procs or even if she like w auto qe yeah. the only only ability that benefits from that bonus ability power is going to be her e or another mimicked ability right so she's gonna only get that movement speed to get out now if i'm playing a character like oriana and i do my qwe i've procced it i have bonus movement speed i have my phase rush and i can qw again and keep staying in my range to like effectively keep my 15 percent move speed to keep my bonus ability power um so I, i like that taking it away from that assassin yeah. usage a little more yeah i guess it's a weird calculation right because it's it's less ap flat already right um mm. 
and it's also so like but it goes to being more ap after the proc or whatever so there is a world in which like that last ability like leblanc throws at her shit and only her like final ability is affected by it mm-hmm. uh that being 20 ap more i guess maybe could neutralize a lot of the damage but it, it definitely feels like it's going to be way less like yeah of a hey just run around the map and fuck shit up more like you have to play out team fights and guess what if you do proc this and you can keep it up the entire team fight you're you're doing great like this is crazy efficient like a rise would fucking love an item like this uh for sure mm-hmm. but yeah um cool yeah okay. i also think that this will like because i think that other characters that really benefit from this are like the super super poke mages um which would be right like i think Zareth. i like getting this item on um and i, I get it on zillion every game pretty much so I, I like what they're doing with this i would also love to know the time in between uh stuff like the like if are you, are you able to wind up a Zareth queue hit it wind up another Zareth queue hit it wind up another Zareth queue and hit it and like hit the proc or is it like a three second window where you have to hit your shit like mm-hmm. i'd be interested in that as well but we'll find out yeah i i think um it's probably going to be a pretty small window Mm-hmm. um I, I would again think pretty similar to phase rush yeah uh, we'll, we'll see um so up next we've got horizon focus 110 ability power 150 health uh it now includes slows to trigger it so that's um the only real change is that you don't need to be a certain like it was before you get the bonus damage at a certain distance yeah if you immobilize them um or if it's slowed yeah, I, I think it's like a, a really good change, though. Uh, I think it's like helps out on a lot of characters. Um, I mean, there's tons of characters that don't actually have hard CC in their kit, or uh, their hard CC is much harder to proc. Like I think like a Zyra is a really good example where uh, Zyra loves building this item, but you have to hit your E to actually proc it. You know what I mean? Whereas now, like your slow plant literally literally will just trigger this. So, so it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the rally's interaction is great. Yeah, for sure. Um, next is demonic embrace break demonic embrace uh so it has 60 ap uh, 450 hp dealing ability damage burns enemies for two uh slash 1.2 percent max health uh magic damage every second for four seconds and it converts two of your two percent of your bonus uh health into ability power so this is interesting um i think conversion items are always like a little bit spooky put in the game because i they're hard to math out whether they're good or not but mm-hmm. this is a little weird i obviously like singed is a great user of this uh yeah like Vlad. i right yeah singed and Vlad are the big two and I'm, I'm thinking immediately like off the bat like the the, the possibilities of, of this on singed plus the the other new item mm-hmm. that we talked about could be could be scary um i i do like the idea of combining com, com, yeah, converting bonus health to ability power a little bit in that if if they really what, what i think they're trying to do with this is to say this is for tanks that want to deal mm-hmm. more damage and have ap ratios kind of so like the zack the singed even like yeah. maokai or nunu in some cases um, but we're not trying to like encourage the double burn item on like Anivia on Karthus. Yeah. Um, so I, I I like moving towards that where it's like yeah if you want to get your Bernie spell you can get your you know one and then if you do this it's going to be kind of inefficient unless you're a really niche character. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I I really like this change. Um, does Rallies give health? Yeah, I think it still does. 
It does? Okay. I wasn't sure, because I was going to say, like, I guess there's still, like, characters like Malzahar can st- who can still kind of build this, because uh, their core is, like, yeah, Brylize gives 350 HP. Because I was just, like, wondering if, like, this might actually be even better for Malzahar, because Malzahar's current build is Leandri's Rallies into Demonic, um, mm-hmm. and you probably have enough health to make use of the conversion i would assume with that core yeah like there's definitely going to be that and and again right like anyone if they want to then take the eight the mana into hp you're going to get a bunch there yeah um it's great so yep that's demonic um i'm realizing we're an hour into the show so i think we gotta move through these a little faster uh even though we always just want to keep talking so seraph's embrace um Let's see here. 80 ability power, 860 mana, 250 health. Gain ability haste equal to 1.3% of your bonus mana. Restore health equal to 40% of mana spent up to 25 to 50 plus 10% AP per cast. So you get health back when you cast spells and you get bonus haste based on your mana. It looks like they are then taking away... That just turning total mana into AP. Yeah, they don't like it just being like, hey, you build an yeah. item and then eventually you have a thousand AP. <laughs> yeah, which I, I I get that, but I do like the concept of like I can build an inefficient early item to have yeah stupid AP late. I think with how they changed tier to not be that anymore, really, like mm-hmm. you proc it fast enough and can buy it late. It didn't have that same niche that it used to back yeah. in the old like catalyst tier start days, uh, where you yeah, where you go like rod of ages, archangels, and then at forty minutes become a monster. Um, yeah, I, I think this is fine. I I do also think that this will be nice to give a lot of the mages who don't have healing in their kit, yeah, some bonus sustain in lane. Whereas you know all of the shield bow users, any of the conqueror users. Um, or characters that get to build, you know, any kind of vamp already yeah, kind sure. of have that. Yeah, so yeah the next one is, yeah, Force of Nature, which was terrible before. Uh, they're mainly changing this. They gave it 10 extra magic resist, and its uh, passive is a little bit different now. So you absorb magic damage from enemy champions, gaining a stack of Steadfast up to six stacks, originally five. Uh, enemies, uh, sorry, enemy immobilizing effects grant additional two stacks. So if someone's using CC on you, you get two stacks instead of one, stacking up to six. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're at six stacks, uh, you take 20% reduced magic damage and gain 10% increased movement speed. So rather than getting just like a little bit of bonus MR for every like stack and then getting like a bunch when you're fully stacked, uh, you now just take 20% reduced magic damage when you're fully stacked. So I think this mm-hmm. item's actually insane on like a lot of tanks. Like this is a, like a good magic item now. Like I'm probably going to build this in Tom Kench, I think. Mm-hmm. And so again, I'm just looking. Immobilizing it's- is two. Each instance you stack of damage it really fast, one. yeah. Yeah, you stack that real fast. Um, it obviously doesn't have like as many effects. Like it still is going to be a super not gold efficient item when it's not stacked, and it doesn't get the gold efficiency as it's stacking up. It just becomes like super gold efficient yeah, it when just it's ticks stacked. Over. Um, but it, it seems really good when it's stacked up. I think like keeping mm-hmm. it up is going to be like a little bit spooky. But if you're just running at someone as like a Tom Kench where they just have to hit you, um, it, it's going to be so fucking good. Yeah, and I also think just in the context of top lane where we're we're gonna see it the most, like yeah. any bomby cinder item is gonna consistently proc this, um, yeah. right? So it's just like being near them, even if they aren't hitting you, it's gonna proc it pretty quick. If they hit you with like an ability in an auto, that's two. Their bomby is probably already proc twice. Like you're mm-hmm. you're getting there real quickly. 
Yeah. Um, so outside of those quick burst trades, it'll probably be effective. And I also think it being an AP item, a lot of AP characters are going to be going for that more sustained interaction. Whereas like, you know, a Jace sure is going to queue onto you and then pop you away and you won't get anything from it. But you weren't building this into the Jace to begin with. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got Knight's Knight's Foul. Foul. Yeah, the only thing like that's changed here is that rather than like getting more damage reduction and stuff, um, you're sacrificing the increased damage reduction uh, redirect thing for like less. But now that uh, person that you've like vowed um, heals you when they hit champions for eight percent. So you're taking ten percent of the damage they take, but you're healing for eight percent of the damage they deal. Which there's no way this isn't better. Just because you're putting this on a carry. There is no world in which you're not choosing to put this on a carry. Meaning, your carry is the damage dealer. They will always be doing high damage and they will always be focused. Meaning, you're, uh -huh. both, both aspects of that is like the dream of what you want. It's just so fucking good, man. Like, I actually don't... This, this item seems whack now. Yeah, and so they also added if they're under 30% health, your redirection is increased to 20%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the old, is, uh, if you were like, if they were low, it was um, like you got movement speed or something. But. Okay. Um, but yeah, healing for 8% of the damage they deal. Also, I love the typo that it just says designate an ally who is worth. Because <laughs> can't can't wait for people to be worth in all chat. Worth. Just kidding, they're getting rid of it. Um but yeah, I could see this being disgusting on certain setups. Um, I mean, on, like even on like a burst <sighs> character. Like what if I'm playing Tom Genshin and I put it on Trevor playing an assassin and he goes yeah. in and one hit someone and then I just heal for 8% of that damage. Like mm -hmm. I just get yeah. a burst heal. Right. Or like I think a, a one way you could go is like imagine this with like a Tarek Yi. Like mm -hmm. it was already unkillable, but now like the Tarek is also getting giga healed. Um, it's I, so crazy. I'm interested to see. I'm also interested to see if we get any instances of like, I, I, I would imagine it's still only one ally can be targeted by it. So I couldn't have like my top laner and my support put it on my AD carry. But I, I, I'm wondering if we might see instances of bot lane double bruisers who both get it and just put it on each other. Yeah, that'd be cool. Who are just like healing each other, for right? Because at that point, it's just like, you just get 8% spell vamp. And one of us can't be bursted easily. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, Abyssal Mask, um, since they moved its old passive to the new Mythic, it now gives yeah. 400 health, 30 magic resist, 10 haste, and the passive on it is Unmake. Curse nearby enemy champions, reducing their magic resistance uh, for each cursed enemy gain 7 magic resistance. So I think it's just an area of effect magic resist drain really yeah. right there's this reduced you get bonus um depending on the numbers that it's at i i really hope it's not a, a world where it's efficient enough to go on like control mages like it used to be back in the day but i would hope that they've learned from that and that this is yeah. like the, the size of it and the efficiency of it really only works for like engaged tanks i i think it's going to be a cheaper item i don't see a way that it's not cheaper because they reduced its base magic resist by 30 to obviously give it that like gain magic resist passive so mm -hmm. like you have to like be hitting every single enemy character to be getting back up to the old magic resist value uh yeah but, or sorry i mean but unless unless yeah. the reduction is huge yeah if the reduction is like still like the 15 percent or whatever the fucking bullshit it was uh yeah like i don't think it will be but this it, it could be good it could also be like really bad um 
runes. Um, these aren't too, too crazy. I'll just quickly go through them. Lethal tempo. Uh, so gain attack speed for six seconds when striking an enemy at least, uh, sorry, at least one enemy champion with an attack. This effect stacks up to six times. Well, this uh, effect is at its cap. Also gain attack range and increase your attack speed cap to 3.0. So you no longer break the attack speed cap. Uh, it just sets your attack speed cap to 3.0. Um, but then you get bonus range. So like the, you're trading off like this crazy like Kogma dream fantasy where you have 8.0 attack speed. Um, but you're now, you have increased range. So like this might be like actually good on a lot of AD carries where if you're like auto attacking a bunch, now you're just like a longer range AD carry in a fight. So it's really cool. Yeah, I, I really like that. Because um, I think the lethal tempo is always, I think the intent has been like right for the AD carry hyper carry yeah. to proc it and then become the machine gun carry. Um, so it was never really realistic to be able to use 5% Tax speed, like that's why the game caps at two and a half generally, yeah. is because like even above like one and a half, it's hard to use that efficiently. Yeah. Um so yeah, the bonus range is gonna be nice. Um, you know, I'm I'm worried if it's gonna be a lot because then it, we might get be 50 like fifty would be my guess, but yeah, like I just don't want, you know, the the cogma to now be even more untouchable. Um yeah. we'll see. I like it. Um I'm also wondering if that is going to be the same effect for melee characters. Because uh, yeah. on melee, that might be nuts. Um, anyway, Glacial Augment. Um, it's the so immobilizing weird. an enemy champion will cause three Glacial Rays to emanate from them towards you and other nearby champions, creating frozen zones for a few seconds that slow enemies for 40% and reduce their damage by 15% against your allies, not including yourself. So they've really changed that, um, right? Like they, they did the whole icy raise thing before, but that was like just bonus slowing. The fact that these zones are going to reduce the damage they deal to your allies is nice. Um, it's weird. I really don't know who is going to use this. Leona is the only one in the game that I can think of because she's she loves Aftershock, but she also yeah. probably doesn't need Aftershock. <laughs> mm hmm but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first strike. I think there's been a lot of talk about this, um, but I think we gotta have to kind of just say it. Damaging an enemy champion with an attack or ability before they do before they do so grants five gold and first strike for three seconds, uh, causing your next attacks and abilities to deal twelve percent extra damage against them and granting a hundred percent of that twelve percent bonus. Um, of the damage dealt as gold. So you run in with your big damage combo and you get, you know, 50 extra gold or so. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it's it's going to be very, very dependent on the numbers. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the 12% extra damage, uh, I think, is huge. And then the fact that just like mm -hmm. it enables you to pop them, um, right? Where it's like instead of having to press the attack with three autos, you just get it. If yeah. you hit them first, but also hitting them first is, I, I think that's one thing that a lot of people are discounting. Yeah. Um, right? Like, there's not a world in which you should get this in lane on a melee assassin ever. Yeah, yeah. On a melee assassin, yeah. Right. And I, I think that's like the, the go-to people thing that people are complaining about is like, oh, well, like X character. Well, it's like they really shouldn't get that in most the cases. Main the main thing I've seen is like, well, this is like bullshit because like late game, 
uh, Rengar comes out of nowhere, one hits me for my 2,000 HP, and he gets an extra 250 gold on top of the 300 gold, because 12% of 2,000 mm -hmm. damage is yeah. uh, whatever, right? Um, but the, the problem I have with that, I guess, is that I don't think that... Like, Rengar might actually use this, but, like, I would say most characters can't give up their keystone as easily as people are making it out to be like uh -huh. this is not a this keystone doesn't do a lot i guess it gives you 12 percent damage when you get first jump on someone but outside of that like you're losing electric you, you're losing yeah. harvest, you're losing all this shit uh -huh. well so yeah I, I think ringar is a pretty decent example because like he does use electrocute well yeah but i don't think he needs it i think ringar would be one of the really really good users of this i think kha'zix would be a really good user of it mm -hmm. but i don't think that there's a lot um, and the fact that it is actually useless, yeah. it, it is actually gives you zero anything if you don't get the first strike. Yeah. Like, there's there's no other keystone that does that. Yeah. Right. You like, I mean, zero fiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like you right. You have to proc electrocute. You have to proc phase rush. So I guess all of them are a little conditional, but like. The fact that getting hit by, like, a random Xerath Q could just disable your keystone for the fight. I, I don't know the specifics of how it works. Yeah. If it's in unique for champion, but... Um, See, so yeah, that's the, the preseason stuff. I know we went pretty long, and I'm sure we yeah. could have gone much longer. Uh, but I think we want to try and get through the patch, and at least into some of the emails before... The end yeah, of the show, the, do we want to hop right? Or the only go? last thing there is that they talk about Scuttle. Um, just they're oh, making yeah. it so you don't have to coin flip Scuttles because first Scuttle um, has way less HP and gives 80% reduced XP. <laughs> uh, so, meaning you can't like uh, clear and get level 4 off Scuttle. You have to like full clear to get level 4. Uh, mm -hmm. And it doesn't just like fucking change the tempo of the game so much. So that's kind of cool. Is it Rift Scuttle or the Scuttle Crab? Like the the rift scuttle, like the, okay, the okay. So it's it's scuttle, it's scuttle crab. Okay, yes, yeah. okay. It's the rift scuttler. Gotcha. I thought that it was talking about uh, rift herald when I no. briefly read over it. Okay, so that that makes sense. It's just yeah, it's pretty old. Just like now, you're if your jungler like your jungler probably won't suicide over scuttle, uh, mm -hmm. or if you like, and like if you get double scuttled, you don't lose the game. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> it's worth eighty percent less experience for those two. So it's cool. I, I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Want to um, jump so into gonna... the patch notes? Absolutely. So uh, we're going to do this one, I think, pretty quick, Yeah. Uh, obviously. So action E damage has been increased or decreased, right? Yep. Yeah, decreased. Uh, okay, a little nerf. And the other thing at the top is just uh, dis they disabled all chat this patch. Um, they didn't yes. disable it on literally any Western server in the game, though. They pretty all well right. said, hey, we're only disabling it on like certain servers that we thought would like it. And it, that's, that's so far, from my knowledge, is Korea. Uh, <laughs> and then it's enabled on every other server. So people are freaking out over nothing. Uh, cool. Uh, huh? Graves is getting his E bonus armor decreased. Yeah, it was, it was fucked. It's still probably still so fucked. Uh, Jinx passive attack speed increased, E range increased, R cooldown decreased, buffs across the board. Yeah. That's oh crazy. yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Give me, I love give Jinx, me some yeah. Jinx games. Yeah, she's so fun. Yeah. Uh, Karthus's E mana restore uh, is reduced early and scales more with rank. Okay. Um, lock space oh. attack speed per level increased, passive mark duration adjusted, E damage increased, R cooldown decreased. Um, these these are crazy changes. Did this patch just come out? Yeah, today. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I experienced that against the Lux, and it was very unpleasant. 
Yeah, she can um, she can clear back wave a lot easier. Her alt cooldown being way lower is insane. The fact that her mm -hmm. passive more like easily can like trigger on ultimates and shit shit is like it's just like those are a lot of changes at once for Lux. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, those are some buffs. Uh, Misfortune base mana reduced, W cost increased. So a couple nerfs to her. Uh, Quinn's bonus attack speed is decreased late, which is kind of crazy because she had she had insane matchups like spread for like everyone who had a super high win rate character. So it's it's nice that they're decreasing her W attack speed. Uh -huh. um, Scion, a nice uh, secondary buff to his W. So they had patched it uh, in eleven point nineteen to give it a little more strength, and they're giving it just a little bit more. Uh, so the percentage health as uh, is going up. I think the flat amount stays the same. I did watch a Freak's uh, rundown on this, by the way. Um, Scion has a relatively, like, not high win rate, but it's purely because 40% of Scion builds are the lethality build, which is a negative win rate build. Mm -hmm. So, if they only were tank builds, like tank Scion builds, the character would be a very strong character. So, this might be a spooky change, because, like, tank Scion's yeah. actually not shit. People just don't build them I, right. Like. Yeah, no, tank Scion's nuts. Yeah. Um, but from there we got Timo. We love this change. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so they're reducing the cooldown of his Q, uh, increasing the blind duration by 0.5 seconds to a three second duration, and increasing the move uh, the missile speed. So you might be able to like reactively use this to block shit. Like it's it's quick now. Yeah, yeah. So like so it's it's three changes that all really amplify on each other. Because yeah. I think if you had just said we're taking one second flat off Timo's Q, you'd yeah. say, Wow, that's a lot. We're increasing it its duration by half a second. So yeah. now we've you know increased the uptime even more so because now instead of it being you know or the, the downtime has gone from five point five to now four seconds. So you know a second and a half there, yeah. and then that missile speed means like the blind gets there faster. You can apply it more precisely. It's it's got potential to be huge. Like I think the three seconds is gross, but I also think the fact that it went from one point five to two at rank one is like also scary. Mm -hmm. Like two seconds on level one blind is really really spooky. But yeah, we'll see. that's that's a lot. Um, uh, next we got Viego. Q damage ratio increased. W self slow decreased. R crit ratio increased. Yeah, they okay. reduced this crit ratio a couple pa or they increased, I don't know, they fucked around with the crit ratio a little bit. I don't know what's going on here. The reality is Vega is like just a mess of a character. Uh, and I don't really know. I personally think he's OP, but like I guess he's actually not that good like overall in like solo queue, but. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's nuts also. I don't know why he even has like a crit ratio. I feel like they should put him as a bruiser. He should be a bruiser. Yeah, he shouldn't be able he... to, like, one-hit someone to proc his shit. If he was just, like, yeah. a, like, bruisery character where he didn't have the ability to, like, reset on you, fine. But the fact that he can and then he gets your kid is so crazy to me. But, mm -hmm. yep. Uh, next is Zaya. Her base movement speed is increased and her Q cooldown is decreased late. Uh, another Zaya buff in a row. This is, like, their seventh or eighth buff of Zaya in the row. So, uh, mm -hmm. be a little bit scary. Movement speed buffs are always something not to be, like, to not, like, uh like dismiss they're a lot more than they they seem yeah you, especially like, on, like anyone will mean like yeah 330 is a pretty high base move speed also yeah cool um <laughs> gore drinker um they now gives omnivamp eight percent they took away yep. the health regen and it no longer gives you bonus ad when you're low on health 
Um, they've changed the active. Um, so it, it, it's now, instead of a total AD, it does 175% base AD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if you build a bunch of attack damage, it doesn't change anything. Though it is going to be better on bruisers that yeah. are just really using their base AD. Um, the... Um, Oh no! This the main... is, these. The, the, oh wait, this is not a change to the active. This is the Orn item. Yes. Yeah, so the the main thing to note here is that they're just yeah. trying to make it so it's not good on like if you watch Worlds right now, uh, Kiana jungle builds it first item every game. Talon jungle, pretty well every single like attack damage jungler builds it right away because they can continue to build AD and then it fucking like just it scales with them. Whereas they don't want this to be like a fucking your damage character then also has the healing sustain part. They want it to be like a fighter like type class or like sorry, like a bruiser type class, I guess. But cool. Same thing with Stridebreaker, by the way. They're doing the exact mm-hmm. same thing there. Uh cool. yeah. Okay. Uh Conqueror, the amount of time you can hold your stacks is decreased uh down to four, so you have to stay in fights a little bit more. I think it's great. Awesome. And the amount of adaptive force you get is less. Uh, Guardian, they are lowering the shield amount, and that's about it. Uh, yep. Health shard in the in the adaptive stats area, it gives you more health later on. Do you mind if I just like talk about that for one second? Yeah, go ahead. I think Freak uh, does really good videos, and they're fucking boring as shit usually to watch, but they're really, really. He's a smart dude. Is like the reality. Yeah, um, and he he approaches the game very like mathematically. Yes, um, and that, which I think he's not like the, like the best mechanical player, but I think he's yeah. like consistently mid high diamond since the start of the game, and it's like right because he just like we'll look at it mathematically and be like okay, well this is the right way to do it. And yeah. if you're at least doing that, that that's, you know, it, you're not getting the Mercury treads on Olaf or, you know, yeah, <laughs> other uh, just, such things. Just to start off, I, I implore everyone, anyone to go, like, watch his thing so I'm not just ripping off his content. But he talks about health shard change for, like, 10 minutes in his, like, video because his design philosophy for this or balanced philosophy for this is really interesting. Since the patch that they made health shard a option, it was, like, sub five percent pick rate right because it's just a bad option right and even if it was a Mm -hmm. statistically good choice his design philosophy was they should have buffed this uh choice until all three of the uh choices in that like uh row are 33 33 33 percent pick rate even if one of them's like way better than the other ones who gives a fuck if health shards op for a patch or two right they he wants that he wants players to at least understand that, hey, it feels good to pick this in this situation, this in this situation, this in this situation, uh, so that, like, you can actually have meaningful fucking changes. Who cares, like, if health chart is OP if no one picks it or no one even considers picking it, right? You have to yeah. at least get the player base to a point where they consider making choices before you can, uh, like, actually mm-hmm. change it, right? Like, yeah, I, I think I it's think a that... really interesting, like, outlook, though. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those, like, if you don't jump back into history, which I don't want to go too far, but, like, yeah. the health per level yellow runes mm-hmm. were pretty common back in the yeah. day because it gave a lot. Um, you know, that, that went away a long time ago now. But, like, this is one I, I always want to take it because I'm like, I don't really need the armor to do fine in lane. I don't yeah. really need the magic resist, but, like, it's just kind of a waste to take the health. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. Ingenious Hunter, the base item haste has gone from 10 to 20, haste per stack from 5 to 6, 
And now the maximum with those changes has gone from 35 to 50. That's a um, lot. That's a lot. Yep. Now that's a lot of active items. <laughs> uh, Ravenous Hunter, they're also changing. Um, they've gone to 1.2 Omnivamp per stack, capping at 6 instead of the 1.5, capping at 7.5 where it was before. Cool. So, uh, yeah, Omnivamp is fucked and it shouldn't be easy to get. Yeah, for sure. I, I just think they can, like, definitely do way more, like, minor rune changes all the time, whenever they want. Just keep adjusting shit, because, like, people don't think about them enough anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, just quickly going over the skins. The skins are fucking mm -hmm. awesome. It's more of the dragon skin line from, like, last year. So it's Truth Dragon Yasuo, um, uh, Dream Dragon Yasuo, uh, Lagoon Dragon Kaisa looks really cool. Steel Dragon Thresh is, like, an amazing splash art. Tranquility Dragon Karma, I think, is my favorite out of the skins. Um, and then Duality Dragon uh, Volibear and Prestige Duality Dragon Vol uh, Sorry, not Vol. Yeah, Duality Dragon Volibear. They both look amazing too. Volibear's ultimate in the Duality Dragon skin is f one of the coolest ultimates in the game. I think so. I will have to find that in a video. Uh, awesome. Several of those are also coming out with a bunch of chromas. Mm -hmm. Looks like they've also added a few chromas to other Dragon Line skins that are already in the game, like yeah. Storm Dragon Lee and Storm Dragon Aurelion. Uh, so you guys can check out the patch 1121 notes if you want to see any of those. From there, I think we are finally out of the new news, <laughs> rising news, and into our GamerCraft Competitive League section. Yeah, we'll just talk about it quickly. I think we'll probably have a bigger discussion next week when Nick's on, because I, I know you didn't uh -huh. watch too many of the games. I watched uh, almost, I think, every single one, but uh, we'll just kind of like talk about how it uh, went. So the group stage finished up. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we had some crazy upsets. Cloud9 came back from their 0-3 uh, start and actually got second in their group after FPX kind of exploded. So Group A finished with Damwon first, Cloud9 second, and then Rogue and Fun Plus Phoenix uh, faltering out. In Group B, we saw T1 finish first with EDG second, and then 100 Thieves and Detonation Focus Me as third and fourth. In Group C, we saw Royal never give up, Hanwha Life uh, in first and second, and then PSG and Fnatic uh, kind of exploded and uh, they came third and fourth. And lastly, we had the fucking crazy group that at the end of all six games uh, that everyone played, everyone was 3-3 tied. Uh, so we had a four-way tiebreaker mm -hmm. in Group D, uh, which was fucking wild. So it ended up with yeah. uh, Genji getting first, Mad getting second, LNG and Team Liquid getting third and fourth. But really, I think we were saying that from the beginning. Anyone could have got any place in that group, and oh my god, did they ever deliver with that promise. <laughs> it was great, yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, like that's. I think that was really what I think everyone wanted out of that group, was just like, nobody knows what's happening bashing heads against each other and like a four-way tie really like yeah. we, and we've, we've never gotten anything like that at worlds yeah never it's crazy um really, so really that was cool that was really cool yeah um, um on to the and, uh upcoming quarterfinal games on friday we're seeing t1 play hanwha life esports which is a little bit sad because i i think this is a pretty easy to decide game t1 probably will just wipe the floor with hanwha like i, I don't think chovy and friends can beat mm -hmm. faker and friends um but T1's <laughs> actually looking good. Like, T1 actually might make finals, uh, I think, so. You mean T1 will win Worlds again? <laughs> I, I guess they're on the same side as uh, Damwon, so we'll get talking about that, it's that, that yeah. in a second. But uh, next is Royal versus Edward, which, once again, man, Riot has this thing where they have a problem. They, so they make it so in group stage, teams from the same region can't be in the same group, right? Because we don't want to see teams from the same region play each other, right? Mm -hmm. But then and we don't we want to see, like, playoffs repeats in groups. Yeah, and then we immediately get to best of five stage, and we just see the same fucking best of fives we saw three months earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So I don't know what their fucking idea is. But anyways, it's Royal versus Edward Gaming. There's, I think Edward just wins this, like, fucking cleanly. It's, like, another boring series. So the first two series uh-huh. are a little bit boring. Uh, on Sunday, we're seeing Damn One versus Mad, which I feel bad for Mad. They played out of their fucking skulls on uh, last week with the tiebreakers and stuff. And guess what? They drew probably the world finalists uh, or the world's winners this year. So uh, it's probably going to be a 3-0. Maybe they can squeak out a win, like a 3-1. But uh, holy fuck, that's the worst draw in the entire tournament. Um and guess what? If they won that last tiebreaker versus Genji, they would be playing Cloud9 because our last game on Monday is uh-huh. Cloud9 versus Genji, which both teams should be excited for because Genji looked fucking rough and Cloud9 probably looks like the worst team out of the eight teams here, but uh, they both drew their best possible fucking pick. So there's a world where yeah. Cloud9 wins this. There's oh, obviously Genji's still favored, but Cloud9 mm-hmm. fucking might win this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that a way to talk about it is that like this game has the seventh and eighth best teams left in the tournament for sure Mm -hmm. and i think that realistically both of them like probably aren't in the top eight of all the teams that went to the tournament yeah um like and and, i mean that's definitely a lot that could and didn't happen where like they're teams that were supposed to be a lot better than shit the bed but i think the most conservative way to say it is just like the seventh and eighth best teams are in this game. Um, and so, you know, the eighth best team has a good shot of getting to semis, which generally isn't the case. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely one of those things where NA drew fucking a really good bracket. I think Cloud9 mm-hmm. is a very clutch team. I mean, Perks is the fucking anime protagonist, right? He he will, he is the clutch factor. Like, it's crazy that people show him Perks, man, when he, he fucking clutches out games when he needs to. Uh, and I think cloud nine can win this and once again they're not favored in genji game i'd say it's like 60 40 for genji um and then if they did win it they're not favored versus edward gaming because edward gaming is probably the third best team left i would say um but still that's probably 70 30 uh or sorry 60 40 then 70 30 they're like i don't want to be a fucking hopium copium and a uh loser but this is the best shot that NA will ever have of making finals. Because the the obvious best team and the obvious mm-hmm. second best team are on the other side of the bracket, and their first game is the easiest possible thing they can get, I guess. Yeah, yeah, this. right. Like, no, yeah. One in, one and two are on the opposite side of the bracket. They only need to beat seven to get to quarters, and then like... Three, at, yeah. You know, yeah, three at, at best on, on the next one to get to finals. Um, you know, it's the best shot they have had i I don't want to completely rule out the fact that they might have a better shot one day and that we might actually have an na team go to worlds that is a world's champion contender but na looked good this year like like i I really don't i really don't want people to shit on na like they improved a lot like our scores this year is cloud and went three four in groups uh 100 these went three three uh team liquid went three four so like without tiebreakers uh our teams all went three three in groups which that's that's not bad man (laughs) no no yeah like uh, 50 percent win rate at worlds pretty good like obviously you know not not gonna win you worlds but like that that to me at least speaks to you belonging in that tournament um part of that you could make the argument of like well yeah you lost all the 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 games against good seeds and you only beat wild card and i don't think that that's really what happened and i don't think it's really fair in a lot of cases, because I think we've seen, you know, better performances out of 
the non-major regions yeah you know these last few years but um i'm, I'm excited i'm gonna definitely make sure to watch all of the quarters games even though i haven't been uh kept yeah up. i'd recommend it it's, it was a lot of fun um yeah. yeah cool we'll talk more about it next week all right yeah um so thanks again to gamercraft for sponsoring the competitive league section uh, next we've got Roundtable. Ian, you got some yeah. answers from last week? Yeah, last week's question was about the new dragons, and if you had to design a new dragon, what would it be? Nick never answered us, but he, he also skipped the show, so he didn't have to answer us again. But from our Twitter, uh, Wise Papa Spur from Lawless said, uh, Season 3 Dragon reverts the game to before this bullshit to a time where men were men. <laughs> I, I like that. I, I do like the idea of there just being a dragon. Uh, like it, Honestly, if they did want to do something like this, it could be the gold dragon, where it literally just gives gold like old dragon did. And mm-hmm. that's not yeah, an no, awful I, idea. I think that'd be fine, yeah. Uh, Where, but, yeah, uh, it's just like no stats, and it's just like you, you get a, just a fat chunk of gold for killing it, and then the soul is just like increased gold from structures or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'd really think, I think that'd be cool. Uh, next is from Max and Mox, and he said, Vision Dragon, this is a help, more or less a meme, gives vision for 35 minutes, depending on how late the game is, basically Cloud Dragon with the movement speed area, where uh, but in the jungles with vision instead. I do kind of... Like, if just there's areas in the map that were just fully, like, vision, like, that would be kind of cool as well. Like, I think you had to play around them, kind of, like, almost like the shrines and river, but it's cool. Uh, Bartek said, Shadow Drake, mm-hmm. that gives you tenacity and max HP and gives, uh, and soul gives slow on attacks and spells. Uh, from our Facebook, one from Mitchell, he said, um, sorry, uh, one from Mitchell, he says, could turn, uh, towards a and d and add metallic drakes. I'd say chromatic too. Maybe something else, so maybe someone else has a better idea. Can use the ranks, uh, for each of the colors and go crazy with that they do. Each dragon can correlate with the game mechanic, uh, that the rank suggests or lacks vision last hits etc i'm trying to i'm, try, I'm typing this at work uh while at meeting while at a meeting i'm not part of so it's kind of underdeveloped uh like like riot's listening skills which i think is pretty funny um from our discord slater said steel dragon increased resistances the more enemy champions nearby soul grants allied structures a plate similar to t- outer tower plates uh and the train changes are some train uh, becomes steel plated and abilities that would normally pass through the wall will now stop at the steel plate. Was thinking at the back of Dragon Pit or Baron Pit, uh, as well as the base walls. It has clear, clear counterplay uh, in the sense that it encourages picks um, rather than full on team fights. Also stops slip pushing to an extent as it will take longer to take down towers and because you have more time to react to it. I think that's a really cool idea. I think it's very unique as well. Like just creating like yeah. armor, like resistant, like turrets and base and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also do really like the idea of like skill shots that can typically go over walls getting blocked yeah. or maybe just diminished. Because yeah. I feel like fully blocking them would really, really suck. Yeah. Um, but like if it if it just like you know reduce the damage by 10 percent for like each wall it passed through or something that could be really cool yeah it's awesome uh bernie from our discord said dark and drake gives life steal soul gives anti-heal resist and map map ability would give a zone that increases passive heal um black pigeon says i would like to see an early dragon egg that either drops cheap items like uh a dragon sword or an elixir or uh made it so that the team that kills the dragon egg gets to pick up the pick the dragon that comes next i think it's cool if there was like a little mini objective where like you kill it Mm -hmm. you get like either a bonus or get to choose the dragon that would be really cool yeah i think that that could also be something really interesting to put into the game as almost maybe like i don't want to say as a replacement like if if you fought for like the dragon egg and then you could like choose what soul that map ended up as that could be insane that'd be really really interesting (laughs) yeah yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Anyways, uh, next, this week's up, this week's roundtable question is: Piss off the league community in one sentence. 
We already have a billion responses, by the way. On oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we do. I mean, my my immediate thought was that like any iteration, if you just use the format of like X character needs buffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that is a great one where you're just like Talon needs buff. You know, Kiana yeah. needs buffs. That would piss people off, I think. Um, um do you have a, a good one? Because I'm trying to think of one that's not like just that, which is kind of cheap. Mine just is like uh, your teammates aren't holding you back. Hey, there you go. Yeah, the classic. Uh, <laughs> you maybe are the problem. <laughs> um, I'll I'll riff off of that. Um, it's losers cue because you're in the game. Yeah, well, that's so rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great though. Yeah, so uh, again, that question is piss off the league community in one sentence. Can't wait to see what you guys send us. Where can they do that? Hit us up on our Facebook or our Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or you can come to our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's uh, discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Yeah, um, so we are going to pop into mail fight here. I don't think we'll be able to quite get through all of them, so rest assured if we didn't hit you this time, we will get you on the next show. But starting us off, it's going to be Pard saying, Hey, Leadcast, uh, after listening to the episode last week, I did end up disagreeing with how you guys look at the honor rewards. Do you think it's great that we're getting a lot more rewards for essentially free? However, I do think rewarding good behavior is a great way to encourage more honorable behavior. Uh, to be honest, I think they need to redo the entire honor system because honor five isn't hard to reach at all. I've gotten it every season by doing nothing. The skins that you get for being honorable were just repurposed old skins. Uh, Medieval Twitch and Grey Warwick were both skins you got from referring friends. Do you guys have any suggestions for how to fix honor? Also, Canadian Thanksgiving is coming up and then real Thanksgiving after that. What is your go-to Thanksgiving side? Pards. Yeah, Pards' email got like lost in our spam filter a couple weeks ago, so like uh, okay. the Canadian Thanksgiving's already passed, but it was really good. Yeah, so other ways to do honor, I mean like I I think that if anything, you could maybe go, like, an Eternals route where it just, like, keeps stacking up. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, cool. Like, you've got, like, honor level 200. But there's... I don't think ever going to be a really great point where, like, that reward for good behavior is enough to get people to actually change how they interact with the game. Yeah. Without really... giving them, like, an obscene amount. Yeah, I very much understand, like, his perspective of it could be more, but I, I really think that, like, literally just making it a system where you just want to punish shitty people rather than, like, reward good people is, like, fine sometimes. Like, I, I really don't think yeah. it has to be more than that, but I understand what mm -hmm. you mean. Like, Yeah, I could see maybe, like, other cosmetics. Um, You could maybe, like, have, like, an honor recall enabled, where mm -hmm. it's, like, if you have a certain honor level, you could, like, equip that instead of your base recall. Um, but yeah. I think still, regardless, like it's not really going to change how people interact with the game. Yeah. Um, as for Thanksgiving sides, Aiden, do you have a, a favorite? So uh, at like uh, at like Christmas or Thanksgiving, we always like do different ones. So we held turkey at like one of them and ham at the other one. So when there's turkey, I, I love stuffing more than anything in the world. Um, mm -hmm. But we had ham at our Thanksgiving. So uh, we had a cauliflower mash like side and it was so fucking good. Okay. Okay. Really um, good. For me, Thanksgiving sides, I mean, probably like really good mashed potatoes i yeah. love i think most of the time thanksgiving mashed potatoes aren't that great 
um, because it's normally someone who doesn't make mashed potatoes often <laughs> making a huge amount of it and not really seasoning it. And it's, it's just potatoes, right? Like and a little milk and butter. Like I like my potatoes, like heavily seasoned up, like load it with garlic, put some sour cream in there, like season it up. I want herbs in there. Like I want, I want a flavorful mash. Um, and then there's always like, just like fucking dinner rolls or like crescent rolls or yeah. biscuits or like whatever, you know, they have in that household. Like I will always go for some bread and way more yeah. than I need. It's always so um, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for the email parts and on to the next one. Yeah, cool. Um, next one. Do you is want from, me to read it or I got it. Uh, this okay. one's from Dippy. He says, I come to you seeking advice today. My new girlfriend wants to get into league and she, uh, Tell her no. <laughs> she trends towards the front lines, uh, play style in all games. But when she was looking at the champions, she was mostly interested in NAR as a former NAR player. I feel equipped to uh, teach her this champ, but I also appreciate that NAR is tough to learn, especially when you, uh, still need to learn the basics of the game. That said, if she can learn NAR, uh, NAR, I think the sky's the limit for her. Should I commit to trying to teach her NAR, or should I start out uh, start her out on Volibear instead so she can focus on one thing at a time? Uh, 100% just let her play NAR. I think the most important thing is playing shit that you want to play. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Like, they're definitely easier characters, but the fact is the, the best way to learn how to play League is to play League, and you won't keep playing if you're not having fun. Yeah. Um, so even if she's playing a, a character that she's not doing well on, if she's enjoying it and wants to keep playing it, like then she'll play more games and she'll figure it out. And then at a certain point, if it becomes like, you know, this is really limiting me and like that's a, a point of conversation, you could say, well, okay, maybe if you tried this, that wouldn't happen so much. Yeah, and also just playing the game, she'll see more characters that she enjoys. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know a single one of us, Colton, that like didn't just play a character that we thought was cool as fuck, like originally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's just how, how sure. you learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, also, congrats on the new girlfriend, Dippy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure she's real and doesn't go to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Next email is from Womper. Hey, guys, it's Womper. I want to throw my opinion in the ring for the har- on the harder reset for the next ranked season. Two seasons ago, I was platinum. Last season, I had a very ta- hard time climbing out of gold, getting about only 12 to 13 LP a game, and losing 16 to 17 all the while having a 65% win rate. I believe it's due to my bad MMR from the prior season, but after playing about 90 games in gold, I got to plat with a similar win rate. The reason I bring that up is because my friend was able to pass me on the ladder with a negative win rate, and his LP gains were closer to 16 to 20 a game and losing about 13 to 15 a game. I hope this harsher reset will keep bad MMR from affecting a player's uh, prior season into account overall i think this harsher ranked reset could be good for people and totally agree with what aiden said about the higher rank you are the further you should drop on the ladder tldr it took me about 100 games to reach my prior rank last season due to my poor mmr having residual effects after the reset sorry for the email womper um yeah it's I, i'm with you that a, a harder reset the higher up is, is probably better um, I don't know if there even really needs to be a reset, like, below silver, period. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the MMR thing is always tough, and I, I wish that there was, like, even, like, mid-season MMR resets, even if it didn't change mm-hmm. your, your rank. Because, like, I feel like my MMR is pretty shit right now. Like, I'm not winning a lot of points on wins, and I think I'm losing more than I win. 
Yeah. Uh, because I've been, you know, like 48% win rate in low plat for so long now. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of how the game is. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it in that. Yeah, everyone's everyone's playing at the same thing, so like, you're you're definitely still like it's not like it's unfair to you. It's just more like it, it does suck, and I I wish there I wish it was more forgiving. I guess would be my main thing, right? Like it does mm-hmm. sometimes feel like damn, I have to drop to like climb back sometimes, which it doesn't seem like a good system, but you know how it is. It's just weird. But yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. So thanks again for the email, Whopper. And next, next one's one from... from Little Barnabas. He said, "Hello, fellas." Uh, through the pandemic, pandemic, I've picked up a lot of dumb hobbies. The most recent one I've been into is juggling. It got me thinking about how to implement jugg- a juggling champion into League. The only mechanic I can think of is having to rhythmically press your buttons to mimic a juggle motion. My question is, what silly hobby would you... Uh, sorry, what silly hobby you have and how you could implement it into League as a champion? Please uh, rate the length of my email on a 1 out of 1 scale. Much love, Little Barnabas. I would rate it 1 out of 1. Out of one. Uh, yeah, probably a 1 for me. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know um, what hobbies I have, I guess. Like, my hobbies are really <laughs> League of Legends, man. Like, Yeah, um, I don't really know. I mean, I'd say, I guess, disc golf would be the closest for me that I think could realistically, sick. like, be put into League in a way. And, yeah. and that's just, like, a long-range skill shot that curves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, right, like, the, the physical, mechanical aspect of it would be interesting, I suppose. Um, the only way I can really think of how you could really implement that in the game is to have like an ability that you cast with like variable power and spin but i'm not really sure how you could cast that quickly and with with a good interface in league as for how to implement a juggling champion into league i mean like draven kind of already is i think the closest (laughs) you're gonna get um like i think draven really is gonna be the closest you get in that, like, you need to be planning a couple steps ahead of, like, where to be to catch it at the right time and to throw the next one and to catch the right time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are definitely other characters with, like, you know, important timing of combos. But I, I think that anything that fixed would just make for a bad champion that everyone knew what they were doing. Yeah, for sure. It, it makes a lot of sense that, yeah, that'd be an issue. But, yeah, so I don't really have, like, a hobby. Sorry, uh... Uh, a little Barnabas. Fucking nerd. I, I do like your uh your juggling idea though. It's sick. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next email from Anon12. Hey Lee Cast, longtime listener. I'd like to lead off with this email about how much I enjoy listening to your show. For some reason, three friends BSing about League or whatever is going on in their life is very calming for me, especially after a super hectic week of work. Anyways, on with the point of this email. To answer your question of what kind of dragon I would add to League, I think it'd be cool if the dragon soul wasn't based on the third dragon, but maybe a combination of the first two. I'm not sure what, if any, effects would be. I just think it'd be cool if, depending on the combination of dragons, the game changed uh, what the dragon soul was. Anyway, thanks for reading. Okay, so yeah, I could see that if they went like almost like the elementalist Lux route, and it was yeah. like it was like fire into earth, and we got like magma soul that would be crazy like i i mean i would love yeah. it i just don't i think it's so much work but like in a world in which that exists i'm so fucking down i guess mm-hmm. yeah that'd be interesting um i think that there's definitely a way they could go about it um but in in the current format of like you get two and then every dragon since after that yeah. is the same one and that's the map type as well is weird 
Um, but I could I could see it be just like, yeah, like a, a weird combination of the first couple. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. thanks for the email, Anon Twelve. Yeah. Uh, next one is from David the Sage guy. I say, hey dudes, happy belated congratulations on your 500th episode. Uh, while I was watching groups day five of Worlds, the broadcasting co- broadcasting crew got super excited when a Shaco pick was locked in. It was super fun to see everyone get so hyped over an off-meta pick. This reminded me of last year when we had that one game where someone locked in a Rengar and managed to make a real impact on the game as him. That was one of the most memorable picks of last year with the announcers analyzing how his... Uh, I think it's just meant to be Rengar and it Okay, I was going to say, t- yeah, uh, Rengar build selection was perfectly suited uh, to what his team needed. What off-meta pick would you love to see come, in, uh, come into play now that we are deep into the group stage of Worlds? David the Sedge guy. Yeah, I think we're at the point where, like, we're not going to see too many more picks, so uh, definitely is, like, a time where maybe, like, we can look at, like, what could be played, I guess. Yeah, um, I think, uh, have we seen any Ivern at all? Zero Ivern, no. Yeah, I think Ivern is one that always could come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I don't think that, like, unless he's, like, top three junglers, I don't think he's really going to get played, typically. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that would be interesting to see in, in like, just, a, a, you know, any particular one-off game where just taking that extra CC and, like, double Enchantress. Maybe if, he, like, they got the Lulu Kog'Ma and they just ran, like, Galio mid, another tank top, and the Ivern jungle, and like all in on it. Yeah. Like that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, my only one is that, and once again, like I think this is boring as fuck when it's like actually meta, but like I think like um, fasting Centilanes are super underplayed. We've seen like one of them at Worlds or two of them at Worlds so far out of like the 80 games. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like craving a little bit. Like I would love to see some Senna Tom Kench, some Senna whatever. You can play so much crazy shit with Senna bottom. Um, and I feel like it's like really untapped right now, but yeah, cool. Um, let me handle the next one just really quick. So um, yeah. we got to get an email uh, from uh, Deacon or Deacon uh, saying, "Hey, uh, don't really want any specific advice, but very curious what you guys think of my stats slash ELO rank that I'll achieve. Uh, interesting, no opinions of outside." outside of what my friends tell me thanks um so he is a patron on our patreon i i don't remember i i meant to check uh if he's like actually signed up for the five dollar op.gg review but uh this is i just wanted to put out a reminder if you are signed up for our five dollar a month uh op.gg slash u.gg review um please make sure that your account is updated on our google sheet if you if you don't know where the google sheet is go to patreon and then click on the the tab where your rewards are because uh we have a google sheet with all of uh your month's rewards where we do uh every month we do a ranked review of your uh your profile and we go through all your games and stuff and if you are signed up on there make sure that your name is updated and make sure that we have your actual right account name because we do it every month and uh it's a lot of good data to like uh base shit off of so uh this is to you, uh-huh. man. Make sure your shit's updated because we will we will make sure that we write about it. And uh, also, the season is ending, so uh, there'll be like one last one. Then we'll take a break until the season uh, starts next year again. So uh, if you want to get yours in this month, this is the last month uh, before the rank season ends, I guess. Yeah. I guess the next month will be, but yeah, still, you, you understand. All right, cool. Uh, next email here from Mkifius. Hello, Leadcast. Watching Worlds this year, I was bothered by the way the four gray group d tie was handled don't get me wrong i think both genji and mad deserve their spots but it felt weird to me that when the four teams are three three at the end of week two the results are determined by three best of ones seeded by average win time here's what i think would work better 
uh, a best of one single round robin where every team plays each team in its group once. Uh, oh, so this would be a change to week one. Week two is now a best of one double elimination seeded by week one results. Ties are broken by average win time, playoffs unchanged. Well, I think that the more uh, double elimination in all stages would create a better tournament overall. It would also add significantly more games and time, changing from week two from round robin to double elimination, only adds a maximum of two games per day and eliminates the need for tiebreakers altogether. I think this makes sure that the best teams are making it out of each group. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's like I think the current format's fine. Like I, I've thought about it a lot. I mean, the reality is is that the only way to actually do a fucking tournament right is having double elimination in the actual bracket phase. But Riot very much refuses to do so. They've done it in LEC. They've done it in LCS. Uh, they refuse to do it on the world stage. Uh, and until they do that, I don't think fucking integrity of group stage actually matters. Like, look at what the the TI did. Like, it, it we could have had it so that um. The teams like that uh, got third and fourth in their group started lower bracket in like the actual bracket stage. Why not? That that makes it so that FPX, the team that like people, I would say most people thought FPX was the second best team coming into Worlds, and they fucking exploded in best of ones. There is a world in which maybe they recoup uh, themselves and play really well in best of fives uh, situations and work mm-hmm. their way up the the bracket to finals and win. Like. I just think the bigger issue is the fact that we do best of one fucking uh, single elimination groups where, I mean, fucking no one else in the world plays like that for the rest of the, like, in competitive yeah. games, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you that, though. That's a little odd, but it's going to need a bigger change yeah. to, to really get it in a good spot. Um, so, like, a minor thing to, you're right, if, if it's 50% there and we get it to 55 Sure, I guess, but we'd mm-hmm. rather make a big change and get it closer to like ninety. Yeah, it needs um, a full rework. I think is like the main thing, but I, I do agree this would be better in theory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for the suggestion, Mkifius, and um, we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, it's worlds doesn't happen often, and they're not really typically willing to take any risks with the format. So yeah, uh, I don't know if we'll see a lot of change. I do think uh, that's next... where we're going to wrap up the show anyways, though. We are at the two-hour mark already. Fucking, we spent an hour on items. Holy shit, dude. Time yeah, we flies. did. Uh, but I'll just, like, uh, end the show here. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to send us email, you can send it to mail at leadcastpodcast.com. If you want to support us uh, financially, you can go to patreon.com slash leadcast. If you want to watch any of us on Twitch, we've all been streaming a little more often. So that's uh, twitch.tv slash kinglardout for Nick, twitch.tv slash bluebasket for Colton, and twitch.tv slash leadcastfrost for me. So if you want to watch any of their streams please feel free to tune in you can watch colton's climb you can watch me uh just play flex q and fucking troll my team god i gotta stop playing flex q uh if you want to tweet at us you can go to twitter.com slash leadcast if you want to go to our facebook it's facebook.com slash leadcast if you want to visit our, visit our website it's leadcastpodcast.com uh and then join our discord our discord is probably the most uh active place where we engage with people it's discord.gg slash leadcast or you can just search leadcast in the browser uh on discord uh please join our discord it is definitely the most fun place to be uh for our like channels so absolutely yeah that's where that's where everything's happening so yeah uh, thank you guys so much for listening we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye